Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And on this week's show, had a lot of stuff to do. We talk about is gaming dying? We talk about disappointing game to media adaptations. And talk about renovating your project space on a budget. All that and a whole lot more in this week's episode of Tabletop Trio. Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Trio Podcast. I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. And we've got a fun one for yeah, you guys I... this week. Uh, no no cooking or meat or anything like that, unfortunately, this week. Sad. Um, <laughs> but I uh, I put the bottle of mead in my fridge. I'm going to wait a while. Mine's already gone. I have one in, <laughs> one in an undisclosed location. Because well, my... I always have that where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to set this aside for a special occasion. But then I just have so many other beers that I've set aside for a special <laughs> occasion that I'm just uh, like, yes. what constitutes a special occasion now? I've had a very similar thing where like I have all these old bottles like off just somewhere. And then it's like, it's a special occasion wine yeah. or it's a special occasion. Like, but I have like 40. And, like, by the time I use these, I'm probably going to have, like, another 40. Yeah, the I'm, special I'm, occasion is that I'm thirsty. <laughs> Honestly, at this point. Uh, Purple Prince in the chat saying, uh, if you want to let it age properly, keep it in a cool, dark place, but not in your fridge. Mm. Hmm. Got to keep it in your ass. <laughs> oh, my. Um, <laughs> no, but, like, my, my issue, I have so many other beers that, like, I bought when I was working at a liquor store. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put them in like little like China cabinet thing that I have. It's cool. It's dark. Like it's not going to be really jostled around or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But now I just have a whole bunch of like barrel aged beers and like that kind of stuff. They're just. Now, does that stuff stay? Because I thought beer usually gets kicked like relatively quickly. Uh, If there's a vast temperature change, then yeah, it'll skunk real quick. But mm. these beers that I have are like specifically like higher alcohol content. So kind of like with the meads where like if you just let them be, mm-hmm. it'll fine. It'll be fine. Ah, so because I do have like some some hefty boys down in uh, the fridge. So I have like um, some like 90 minute, like the, the dogfish head 90 mm-hmm. minutes and stuff like that. And they're probably from like at this point, I think they're from like 2016. Mm-hmm. So they are like. Aged. Oh yeah, those are gonna. Those will start to get. Like those, those will age. Like I know, like a lot of the higher alcohol content ones will start to get a little more boozy, mm. but it enhances the flavors. Oh, so this is a fun, um, fun segue. Did you hear about um, Fireball getting sued? I heard bits what? and pieces about it. So Fireball is getting sued. Because they made all the bottles look exactly the same. But the Fireball that you could buy at, like, well, probably not around here because we're in Jersey. But, like, um, the places where you would go to, like, uh, Wawa's and 7-Elevens, like, over the border. um, And they'd have the little 99-cent shooters. They are labeled Fireball Cinnamon. As to where when we buy those little shooters that are usually, like, $1.99 to $2.99, those are... Fireball whiskey cinnamon. 
but they made the bottles look exactly the same, except the Fireball Cinnamon is a malt liquor beverage with whiskey flavor in it. Oh. So they are being sued in a class action lawsuit for fraud and deceiving the entire public into thinking that they are selling 99-cent shooter whiskeys when it is actually a malt beverage with whiskey flavor. What's a malt beverage? Uh, that would be like your, uh, like the the thicker beers. Yeah, like it, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the Smirnoff, like the Smirnoff ice. Yeah, kind of. And like the, just like, <clears throat> it's not really a whiskey. It's not really a beer. It's just kind of alcoholic booze. <laughs> okay. So not um, imp- important enough to say it's not whiskey, specifically not whiskey. Yet the bottles were labeled as whiskey. No, exactly. they they weren't labeled as whiskey. They were labeled as Fireball Cinnamon, but they didn't have any any factors or any labeling on it to say it wasn't whiskey. Fireball, right? Okay, it was just Fireball Cinnamon, and then the smaller or bigger bottles were Fireball Whiskey Cinnamon. So everyone was like, "Oh, it's the same thing. It's the same exact bottle. They didn't change anything. The color is exactly the same. You cannot tell." Uh, Purple Prince says, uh, I can, uh, uh, the mini bottle controversy, I can legally make fermented malt beverages. And uh, he says malt is a type of sugar that is cheap to ferment. Uh, okay. Which is why it's considered a malt beverage and not like <coughs> a vodka or anything like that. Mm. So that was a, that was a fun. Yeah, that's wild. How does a, how does a, like a company that big. They just like bad. No one, will, no one because they're they're gonna sit there and everyone knows Fireball. Like Fireball, especially when like in college was like, oh my god, Fireball! This is the best thing ever. It tastes like ass. I love Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like it, it, it's yeah, Phil says money. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I, the lawsuit money. was like an insane. But money and that brought me up to a whole other thing because I it's gotten to the point where it's a class action suit. Everyone gets like fucking a dollar fifty, but the lawyer that does the class action lawsuit is slated to get like, I think it was like twelve million dollars. Damn. Yeah, because they take whatever the the fees are. It's like ten to twenty percent, and then what's left is split between the fifty million clients. So you get like a dollar, and the lawyers make like twelve million and retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Have you guys ever been a part of one of those class action lawsuits? Several. Yep. I did the Red Bull one because I'm like, yeah, I buy Red Bull. Fuck it. If I get free Red Bull out of it, I'll take it. Because <laughs> I literally got the option. They're like, do you want like $5 or do you want a voucher for free Red Bull? I'm how, like, how many free Red Bulls? Like one? Like, like a four pack. Mm. I'm like, I'm getting this four pack. So I do that. <laughs> like three weeks later, I get another voucher. And I'm like, Am I getting infinite Red Bull here? Like this is this is amazing. <laughs> this is I it. I am gonna get wings. This and is the wildly time. unhealthy. He said as he drank a green monster. <laughs> <laughs> but it's green. It's organic. I, I got them from <laughs> PS3 when they remove Linux support. Uh, I was in that one. I think I got like a whopping three dollars. I was Ooh. like, yeah, that's that's worth the fact that I was running Linux on my PS3. Yeah, I guess that's worth it. And then uh, I was in two class action lawsuits from my college. That one worked out. Um, not at the time, but like now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
because at the time they gave me like three hundred dollars in a dream, and I was like, I it's not even a class. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've had a lot of class actions. In fact, my car, my Jeep, just I just got a fucking letter for another one. Oh God! For the the steering column was not properly whatevered and yada yada. So they were like, we're if you accept this blah 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 lawsuit. Uh, they'll add 80,000 miles to your warranty. <laughs> like, it's a lease. What about cash? Right. <laughs> yeah, what, what is the cash equivalency here? Like, like I don't care about the next guy. Me. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you going to pay off some of my, like, car payment stuff? Like, Yeah. I think it's uh, three three big problems. Get you the lemon, and yeah. then you could just, they, they have to buy out your car. You got to go for the turkey, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three strikes. Let's go. That is, yeah. So, have you had any? I've had a few. Uh, there was a Steam class action lawsuit. There was a Ticketmaster class action lawsuit. Has the Steam one? I don't know. Picked up any Steam? <laughs> I haven't really been paying it any attention. Yeah, I kind of just, I was like, yeah, I'll sign up and then whatever. <laughs> Let me know if I get some refunds from my. 700 games or whatever. Yeah. Speaking of lawsuits, Wizards of the Coast appears to have dodged one. Oh, yes. I don't so, know if dodged is the correct term. Full backpedal on the OGL. They slammed it in reverse and like just peeled out backwards. Yeah. How, how could that have possibly worked out for them? Somebody, somebody sat in their offices, probably a lawyer, mm-hmm. and was like, yeah, we... You guys, you guys can make way more money off this. Just piss off your entire fan base. And Hasbro was like, oh, oh yeah. Money, money yeah. How, how, how did they think? What did they think was going to happen? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what they were going for. Maybe they were just like, you know, people, they'll be fine. <laughs> they'll, they'll understand. That's exactly <laughs> what every single person who made the decision that enabled their company to get a class action lawsuit filed against them <laughs> said, yeah. yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. No my, one will know it is. Yeah. No one will, no one will check on. The, I think the, my favorite thing that I saw online was someone said something along the lines of, yeah, sure. A hobby where everyone's job is to interpret rules and be <laughs> rules. Lawyers. All the, of course <laughs> they're going to sit around and be like, um, actually. Yeah, all the nerds from the 70s and 80s who became lawyers and then are still fans. Yeah, they're not going to look at that with a fine-tooth comb <laughs> or anything. <laughs> yeah, a hobby that everyone definitely looks through every single rule and does it for fun. Yeah. I, I don't know what they, <laughs> what they thought. That was... There was no way that that could have gone. And I think the other big thing was uh, Paizo. When they really, they're like, we're doing our own. And they, I, what did they call it? Orc? Yeah. Yeah. And and then they were like, Hasbro was like, or Wizards, I guess. was like, oh, maybe they just like won't pick up that much steam. And then like, I think it was two days later, Paizo was like. We have 700 publishers behind us. 1,500. <laughs> oh, it was more. It was 1,500 Dang. publishers. And. I think at that point, Wizards was like, Rotlo. Oops. Rotro Reggie. So I'm glad that they that they reversed that. I don't know how long. I don't know if they're going to try it again or something. Something tells they me they do. might try it again after the movie. Like, they didn't want to kill the publicity for the movie, and then they'll probably try to try it again I mean, later. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong, though. 
It's a little late for uh, killing the publicity of the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm still cautiously optimistic for the movie. I am going to do what I always do, and that's refuse to get hype about anything because mm-hmm. no company is absolutely worth my trust in any way, shape, or form anymore. Literally, everybody has let me down over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I will not ever pre-order anything. Oh, yeah. I'm never pre-ordering a game ever again. I will not ever be hyped for a movie coming out that's based off of something I like because I know it's just going to be butchered. Like, there are so few media-related things that I get excited about anymore mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. like, whatever. It If it comes out, I'll wait a week. If the reviews are good, I'll go see it. If they're trash, sucks to suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's gotten to that point, which is sad. We're at the, uh, I think we're at the media point where we are now just regurgitating all of the stuff from our childhood to try to get like, you know, new views, which is, I guess, the same thing that they did in the nineties to the people in the seventies and eighties. Oh yeah, so, for sure. Uh, we we're on that trend. The only problem is now that they don't make them like they used to, so they just are terrible now. Yeah. What was the last movie, game, book, whatever? Where you you got super hyped for, you go and you're just like, uh, no, what, why? <clears throat> or or if not the last one, like the biggest one that you're just like, oh come on. Mm, I'm Mass to Effect Three's ending. Yeah, that's a good one. I know the. the <clears throat> I was uh, blissfully optimistic when they destroyed Sonic for a little while there. Uh, and then when the movie came out, I watched it and it like, yeah, okay. It's not like a fantastic, oh my God movie, but like, it was fun. Like I would watch it again. I watched the second one also fun. I'm going to watch the third one. Tails is in it. (laughs) It's true. I, I've seen both so far, the Sonic movies. I thought they were phenomenal. I mean, for what they are and like the Sonic lore, they're following the lore, which is cool. You're following the story. Like, loosely, but you're following the story. Yeah. yeah. I, I've yet to see any of them, but I've heard that they're they're okay. Like, they're, you know. They're absolutely worth the watch. Especially if you could watch it on, like, a streaming service and not pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> they're they're everywhere now, I think. Yeah, I'm going to get my, my pirate hat on at some point. And I have it on my plugs. So I can just give you access. Fair enough. Because um, I, I know for me, the the big one that stands out for me is the last Airbender movie. Oh, the real by one or the Shamalama Ding Dong. Awful. Literally, I never saw it because the reviews were so bad. I was like, I don't need to. You don't. And you're very <laughs> lucky that you never had to. I went to the midnight premiere with my friends because me and my friends were diehard Avatar fans. We're like, oh my God, we can't wait. The trailer looked cool, like that kind of stuff. And then there's like 15 Earthbenders moving a pebble at like two inches a minute it literally like they're doing this like like doo, 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 stomp around and then just this pebble like floats by the screen wow that, and i'm like that that that's it not only that but they <laughs> changed the pronunciations of the uh the characters really ang was ong mm. also it's like the dragon ball z movie uh i've never seen that but i don't. would assume so <laughs> just don't all you need to know is there's a memed scene where goku jumps over a car and his hair swipes across the top of it and it makes a squeak like it goes <laughs> as it goes over the car and people have just remixed that back and forth so i'm just jumping going and letting the other side and then reverse jump 
back on the other side. And then that like 15 times in a row. Mm. <laughs> that That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. It, I, Better than the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Cause there were no redeeming parts of the last airbender movie. Uh, something I was supremely disappointed in was, uh, Oh man. The second newest star Wars, the middle one in the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. That one was just awful. That wasn't Sky Rise of Skywalker. I think that last was the last Jedi. One. No, uh, the Force Awakens was the first one. I don't remember what the second one is. That's how bad it was. That's how much I hated it. <laughs> so that, that's how much. Yeah. It, had, it had one cool scene, and then the rest of the plot was just nonsense. Uh oh, poopy stinky. They they went to a planet complete sidetrack didn't accomplish anything they were supposed to could have never happened wouldn't have impacted the plot at all <laughs> literally zero percent mm-hmm. and then just a whole lot of like what was it admiral holdo was like you have to trust me i know what i'm doing and then they don't <laughs> and the plan gets fucked up and that's the end of the movie and that well yeah <laughs> pretty much last jedi was the movie by the way yeah i just okay. looked it up they're over here uh in the chat, oh. they also said uh, Aragon is the worst movie book adaptation that I've ev- that has been ever made. I've heard that. I didn't even know that they made a movie. When did the movie? Is this recent? No, no. That had to be like twelve years ago now, right? Chat. I feel like it had to twelve have been years a while chat, ago, something like that. I think it was like right after we got out of high school or something like that. I have the poster because I like the poster, but <laughs> so if people come over and they're like, wow, cool poster. You're just like, don't ever watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it looked pretty. <laughs> the movie ass. Yeah. I think a lot I of have these art things around that in my house like that. Like, don't ever watch that. And it's bad, but the poster is cool. I'm so tired of people taking good content and good stories and just making shitty cash, dra- cash grab uh, media out of it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I've heard amazing things so far about the la- uh, Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I hear. Uh, I watched an episode with Allie. It's really, really good. Um, I'm probably not going to watch it just because I'm not really good at watching TV shows. Like I always forget they exist and mm. then never get back to them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm glad at least recently we're getting some good adaptation stuff. Um, yeah, not not comic books because that's kind of like in the world of its own. They they've been. At this point, Marvel's been making good comic book movies for a long time, but like one-off show adaptations, mm-hmm. thing like niche gaming stuff that doesn't have any pertinence anywhere else. Like, I, what, the Last of Us came out of nowhere. Oh God, two thousand six yeah. when we were in high school. Oh yeah, I uh, I think the biggest thing Nikon kind of touched on it is that. There's no new ideas. So when there's no good ideas or new ideas in the movie industry, it's go back to the ones that made money, re-release them with a new cast, maybe some new updated you know, graphics or CGI or whatever, mm-hmm. or the new trend, which has failed miserably historically, but we now have like good enough CGI to kind of like make it work is... Video game adaptations. Yeah. Even though we are also running out of ideas of video game stuff. So I I have a bit of a theory with that. I really feel like media in, a, in general is very cyclical. 
And if you think about it, how, you know, what, five-ish years ago, mm-hmm. everything was big 80s. Mm-hmm. Like everything, oh man, this has a real 80s sound to it and blah, 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 blah. Think about the people who grew up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. They, you know, the 80s, say five years ago, were, what, 30, 40 years ago? Those people are now in their 40s. Mm-hmm. They're the primary spenders. They're like the target demo that everyone wants to go after. Mm-hmm. Now, a few more years later, everything's starting to creep a little more into a 90s sound. Some more 90s fashions are coming back, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's where we are now. So it's starting to kind of move its way, like move the needle per se, back to the people who grew up in the 90s to be like, hey, remember the 90s? Look at this. Look at us now. Like, come on, give me your money. Yeah, And mm-hmm. it's kind of pointing towards that and... It's just going to circulate back and forth again. There was a uh, there's a trend happening with uh, I guess it's Gen Zers, right? They're the younger, the yeah. youngest ones, um, where they are going back to flip phones, like old flip phones. There's been a whole uh, a whole trend on Twitter, and I see it's it's growing in popularity now. There's like st- stories on it and shit, and the kids are like, oh, we want to use flip phones so that when we're going out and stuff, we're not like fixated on our cell phones so like we, we'll use our flip phones and take terry uh, terrible fucking pictures and stuff like that and i'm like you don't understand <laughs> oh god the t9 texting where oh yeah. yes three 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 jkl mno jkl <laughs> what was it Th- uh fucking five 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 or five five six 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 five or whatever it was like lol and all that other <laughs> shit <laughs> Oh my god, that and like like rubbing like the finger, like trying to like hide your phone under the desk in school. <laughs> just like because you memorized it, so you could you didn't even have to look. You could just be like beep 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 beep. You could just you could like feel the little nub on the five. You're like, okay, the five is here, so down one is eight, over here is nine. I still have I still have a lot of my old cell phones. I have uh I have phones from when we were uh we were still on Nextel. Ooh. So I have yellow and black phones. With the oh, the fucking chirp got me in trouble all the time. <laughs> Be in the middle of class and you just hear chirp, chirp. Yo, don't fucking god damn it! Shut up! Shut up! Go away! <laughs> I'm in school. My mom used to do it all the time. <laughs> Where are you? Detention now. <laughs> Thanks. Here, talk to the teacher because she just took my phone. <laughs> but they're fun. Why is my desk talking to me? I think they just Joe? released. They just released uh, that's uh, that ninety show, which, if you guys want to feel old, uh, oh no, the time that they released that seventy show is the same amount of time from the seventies to the nineties, or when they released mm-hmm. it, as to now from the nineties. It's been <sighs> the same amount of time. Great. Thanks. So, I hate it. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I hear good things about the show. I haven't checked it out yet. I've watched clips because that's what I've seen online. Yeah, I've seen like a couple of clips here and there, but I refuse to watch sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I think if you have to put a laugh track over a show. Oh, it, that, they don't oh, laugh track. There's, there's audience there. They, they, they film that in front of an audience. Filmed in front of a live studio audience. There are shows that do do the laugh tracks, 
and those are bad because they have to put them in. But uh, I think they did it for that uh, 70s show as well. I think they... Uh, Sorry. Baby was looking at my drink and trying to lick my straw. <laughs> <laughs> and I just moved and he just looks at me. He's like, you motherfucker. The fuck? I was going to eat that. <laughs> Which I feel like we need cat cam, so I'll be right back. <laughs> Is he running away? Or has he committed? I feel like he left. He's like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, I see a tail. <laughs> Literally went under the camera. He's like, yeah, he's like a submarine. He's like, I'm safe here. No one can get me under the camera. Ah. Except he's stupid and walks right towards people. <laughs> Important cat cam uh, thing. Just, so just here is cat. The bee. And chat, see, we did it within the first 23 minutes of being live. Mm-hmm. We did the thing. Here's here's the cat. <laughs> And as Get dopey as ever. Purring in the mic. I think it's noise canceling it. Oh. Not that way. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> He's like, I'm taking this mic with you. He <laughs> <laughs> got me. Did he? Yeah, a little bit. He does that. I'm used to it. <laughs> that one's Luna. That one's Luna. That one's Gypsy. Um, yeah, I, I got him everywhere. It'll be fine. So, uh, I have one... Fun thing to talk about, speaking of uh, old old video games and, and, and the 90s. Okay. Remember a, the 90s? A team of, uh, I, I don't know if there were developers or hackers or whatever they wanted to call themselves. It was a team uh, fully reverse engineered the Legend of Zelda, I believe, 2 from the Super Nintendo so that they could port it to the PC, which is super awesome. Okay. Uh, so... Instead of playing it like an emulator, um, when you when you reverse engineer it, you can port it. You can literally make it how it's supposed to be played. So in doing so, since they reverse engineered it, they do more work than Nintendo has ever done before. Because Nintendo just churns out that crap. Just like, here's the game again on the Switch. And here it is on the Wii U, and here it is on the 3DS. They never change it. They never make it better. <laughs> Cough, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, they never make okay. anything better. <clears throat> they just re-release it. You mean Twilight Princess. Bob. Breath of the Wild's only been released on the Switch. I think it was on the Wii U as well. It was. I think they, they, they took released it. The of the Wild was on the Wii U? Yeah, yeah I think they, they like reverse-released the it on the Wii U. No, same time. I have it on the Wii U. I have the special edition. Because I know that the uh, the the aiming motion controls yeah. are also on the Wii U. Yeah, I hate that. I had to turn it off. Yeah, until you got to the dungeons where you have to actually use it to like move shit, and then then it was kind of useful. And then I'm just like, oh god, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I have the special edition that came with like the poster and everything. Elena was like, "Why'd you get that special edition of that one?" I'm like, well, they're not making the special edition of the Switch version because people are actually going to buy that. So, yeah, I'll buy the special edition of the Wii U. I got like a, a gold coin. I got a map. I got some other stuff um, just for buying the special. And the, the fucking box was like this big. It was still like so oversized. Um, See, I, I, I thought you were going to be outraged about what they did when they ported Twilight Princess. Do you know? No. See, I've only ever played two Zelda games in my life. Mm. The original. Okay. And Breath of the Wild. All right. <laughs> so 
when there's, they there's a whole lot of other that I'm like, oh, I because like I played maybe like five minutes of Skyward Sword. I've never played Skyward Sword because I borrowed it from like or my brother borrowed it from a friend or something like that. Uh, uh, you, you had it for the weekend, pretty much. Yeah. It was like a blockbuster <laughs> rental. Traditionally, in every Zelda game, Link has been left-handed, mm. and he was also left-handed in Twilight Princess. However, when they ported it from the GameCube to the Wii, they mirrored the entire game and then just... Oh, they did that on purpose. Yeah. It was so that... Because everybody's right hand was using the nunchuck to swing the sword. No, that's not why they did it. They did it so that their old guidebooks wouldn't work. Their old what? Guidebooks. All the dungeons and everything got mirrored. Yeah. So it was it was to stop the people from buying the old guides and everything to run the game again. Oh, that's... So you had to go buy the new guides, I which are oh, mirrored in the right direction. evil. I hate that. <laughs> that was why they did it. Uh, or you could just look at it and be like, okay, it's up, left, 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 right. So now it's up, right, 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 left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was so that they could stop uh, people buying the old content. Thanks, and I hate buy, it. And buy the new content. Oh, that's uh, so shitty. Apologies for ruining that one. <laughs> anyway, but in in doing so, they mirrored him and made Link right-handed. So the only <laughs> game he's right-handed in is Twilight Princess, as far as I know. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah, even Breath of the Wild, he's left-handed. Holds the sword in his left, shield in his right. Yep. Mm. Huh. Never even thought about it. That's such a fun game. Oh, my God. So, with this uh, full reverse engineer, they were able to do some fun stuff that Nintendo's never done before. They made it widescreen, like native widescreen. Oh. They retextured it so that it's high-res texture for PC. They fixed bugs. (laughs) They added a second inventory slot. Bug fixes in my Nintendo games? Never. So they, someone's going to get sued. So they did a whole bunch of stuff. So if you are a Zelda fan uh, and you have the ROM for the second one, I think you have to own the ROM, the Eagle Gray area uh, to play this, this uh, reverse engineered copy. Uh, but apparently it does add a bunch of stuff. I'm not a huge Zelda fan, um, but I figure people who are would enjoy it. It's for PC. Um, Though it is now reverse engineered, I guess technically they could put it anywhere. Uh, if they wanted to get sued from Nintendo, they could <laughs> yeah. put it on whatever. Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> God, uh, that, that is wild. Because I saw a clip on, I think it was TikTok, someone started playing the original Legend of Zelda in VR. Like the OG OG? Like the OG like one. It, it looked... Remember that, like, that 90s maze screensaver? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it looked like. Mm -hmm. And it was just really weird. It had to be... Probably like a fan-made, like, like proof of concept kind of thing. Yeah. The only game I've ever played in VR that made a difference that it was in VR was Half-Life Alex. I've heard so many good things about that. Have you not played it? No. Have you played any of the Half-Life games? No. The only I've only used a VR headset twice in my life. Well, the once other to play Beat VR. Saber and the other to play oh the shooty game where it you move. Pavlov, yeah, which shooty? Uh, like hot, zombie shooty, hot or? something. 
Oh, super hot. Super hot. Uh, yeah, super, hot. super hot. Yeah, super that one. Hot. Yeah. Played that like twice, <laughs> but that was literally it. Um, How could you have never played Half-Life games? I was never... I. I Valve this, is the reason we have most <laughs> of the gaming tech we have. I know. In terms of physics engines, Half-Life was one of the first like true story-based FPSs. Like, I've never every, played any of the Half-Life games, any of that. Hmm. Okay, I, we I have, have to lived do a under I mean, We be, have to do a playthrough. To of be completely them. fair, I bought the orange box so I could play Counter-Strike, not Half-Life. So I didn't even finish Half-Life, either of them. And I own all of them. I can't even argue against that because when I bought Half-Life 1... It was because I wanted to play Counter-Strike so that's I could download I, the mod. That's how I and got Steam. I, and, <laughs> and then I played the campaign and I was like, oh my God, this game's fucking amazing. Mm. I actually, I played Counter-Strike. I got bored one day and played Half-Life Deathmatch. And I was like, this is, this is all sci-fi stuff. What is all this shit? So I played the campaign and I was like, oh my God, this, <laughs> this game's the thing fucking ever. amazing. For me, that was Day of Defeat. Oh yeah, and and I if remember you remember, we that. and if you remember Ricochet, I do remember Ricochet. I don't remember ever figuring out how to actually play Ricochet. It was a fucking frisbee disc thing. You had to hop around and ping a frisbee around to, to hit someone from the yeah. other. Fucking, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can <laughs> never get the hang of it. But it, yeah, yeah, damn, day of defeat. We played a lot of Half-Life mods. Oh, yeah. Most of my Steam was Half-Life mods. Yeah. I loved playing Half-Life mods. They were so fun because they were all community-made, like, dumb, fun games that the communities got behind. So there's always, like, thousands of people on all the time. Not like now. Mods are like, yeah, here's a mod. There's, like, 40 people playing it. And, you know, you got to pay $40. Back in the day, it was like, here's a mod. 43,000 people are playing it. Well, I think uh, it's Minecraft. free. Minecraft has kind of taken that and ran with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's not for Bedrock. They no. all the people who are modding uh, release them free on Java because that's where you do. And then on the Bedrock, they actually charge because mm. wow, they can. And you know, all for the support. I've I've bought a couple through Bedrock because you know these guys have been developing for years for nothing. So support what you can, but yeah. Um, yeah, there were a lot of mods we used to play. Chivalry started as a mod, and now they have, like, three full releases. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, because <clears throat> I know, for me, that, like, the equivalent to that was, like, the custom games in Halo. Mm. Oh, that, no. That was me always playing, like, Duck Hunt Don't and Mario Kart and all those other games. <laughs> Don't get me started on Halo. I got a lot of hot takes on Halo. My, I, I think one of the best moments of, like, gaming that I've had was... My brother, all of our friends would we'd play this like this duck like I think we call it was called the game mode was called Duck Hunt, where there was one one sniper mm. who was invincible, and everyone else was like yellow ducks, and you had to walk back and forth up a maze, and the sniper would try to shoot everyone down. If you get to the end of the maze, you pick up invincibility, and that's how you kill the sniper. I, I played that with you guys, yeah, and you all yelled at me. They're like, nobody got, Joe doesn't get to be the sniper anymore. Because as soon as they popped out, it was just headshots. Yeah. Immediately. I, I tried to remake it in Halo on PC, and it just wasn't you hit him with that nearly as good as uh, the last time. But damn. 
oh my god, that was so much fun to play. And there are different game modes and like trash compactor maps and all that <laughs> other stuff. Like, I want to know why Microsoft is purposefully killing the Halo franchise. It is such a shame because that was kind of my first foray into like gaming. Because I I'd played, you know, yeah. racing games and like Guitar Hero and that kind of stuff. But like yeah, yeah. Halo hit different. Mm. Oh, yeah. And but, I, I I hate the fact that Microsoft is just like everything Halo. 343 has done has been terrible. Mm-hmm. Halo 4 is not a Halo game. It's like a call to duty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Halo 5 was so bad. I had a copy, lent it to my friend. Someone stole it from my friend, and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll get you another copy. I was like, eh. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> if I never saw that motherfucker on my shelf again, it wouldn't. I wouldn't lose any sleep at night. And then all the debacle with the Master Chief collection, mm-hmm. and now Halo Infinite. It's like they're trying to fuck it up. I have Infinite downloaded. I have not touched it. When they released it, they released just multiplayer. And kept promising all these different things would come out and kept delaying them. And eventually forge came out and now there's a campaign that I've heard is pretty good, but now there's like microtransactions with different skins and it's just everything. Everybody fucking hates about gaming mm-hmm. and Microsoft's just like, well, we're so big that whatever we're going to do is going to make money because people are going to buy it anyway. Yeah. I, and then the show happened. Oh yeah, they had that a Halo. Go, they had a Halo that could show. Go back on our list. And oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have I not see it. seen it because of how bad the reviews are. I there are there. I think it was like an eight or ten episode season. Two episodes were actually good. Everything else I was don't, destroyed. I don't trust people's opinions on the show specifically because a lot of people were just expecting it to be like live action the video game. And I don't think that would have held up either. So I I can't judge it because I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. But I would be hesitant to just accept people's opinions on it just on the surface level. My my brother has seen it. And from the parts that I did see, there was one really cool scene where Chief is doing Master Chief things like throwing grenades, blowing blowing up grunts and like all this other stuff. Looks super cool. Visually, it looks great. Mm-hmm. It's the storyline and there's apparently a specific character that everyone fucking hates. It's had nothing to do with the actual show or the books or the games or the series or anything like that. It was just kind of like shoehorned in. Mm. Huh. And like the whole premise of Chief is you never see his face. Chief isn't wearing his helmet more times than he is in the show. Uh, and that's what people are like. Guys, you have all of these books I, and comics and games and like all this other stuff. Like, I don't think the helmet off thing is a big deal. No, the, the whole point of chief is that like not showing his face. Was it supposed to be that he could be anybody? He was supposed to empower the player, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in the books, He's on un, like unremarkable. Yeah. In in looks. Like he's very generic. They don't describe him as anything special or unique. But that's not the point. Mm-hmm. I think it probably would have done better for the source material had they kept the helmet on more often. 
Yeah. From like all the trailers I've seen. and the, You also like, see his ass way it. too much. That? Where people start calling Master Cheeks. <laughs> see, that strikes me as very strange. Um, like you, you straight up just see his ass and like him and I think it's Halsey like have a thing. Oh, that's fantastic. Huh. Yeah. But good old Master Cheeks. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best thing ever. So it sounds like from that description that it's a completely different character. Yeah, pretty much. That's a bummer. I think one of the producers or showrunners or the guy who played Chief, and I, again, I'm talking completely out of my ass because it's been a while. Mm. They're like, oh, you know, what did you do to prepare? Oh, you know, nothing too much. Like, oh, did you read any of the books, play the games? No, I've never played the games. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, <sighs> that and any time anyone did like, you know, oh, here's a review of the show. Paramount and like CBS and all those would actually do copyright strikes on the videos on YouTube. Only on the ones that the like would be negative. I remember hearing about that. Literally, if oh, you put up a, a positive review, it was fine. But the minute he put a negative review, it gets struck down. Why are they doing this to such an iconic franchise? It would be Money. so good. Wait, all the way back up in the chat. Money. <laughs> it would be so good for money purposes if they stuck true to the source material and made basically what fans were just expecting. Yeah. Give me the fall of reach. Give me, you know, uh, Cole Protocol. Like any of those books. The Flood. Yes. The Flood. It's such a good fuck. Like, there's so many things there that's just like, it could be great, but I think they just want to stick with the show. They just want to stick with the multiplayer because that's where they think the money is. The <sighs> fucking story story games they don't want. You can't microtransaction stories. Well, I mean, I get you can. They're gonna. They're gonna be like, oh, oh they'll find you, a way. Do you really like this game? Unlock chapter two for three ninety nine. Like I'm, I'm sure we're gonna get there. Hitman, <laughs> but uh, oof. Like, all the Call of Duty games just need to stop. People just need to stop buying them. This is really what happens. Like, I, it happened with uh, WWE. They they didn't make 2K21 because 20 was so absolutely terrible that no one bought it. So, <laughs> WWE was like, you actually cannot release 21. Yeah. You need to fix your shit. Cause it's it's bad, and it's bad because no one fucking bought the game. I want to know when when a content creator makes something like this, and it gets play tested and it gets put through quality control. At what point do they recognize that they have something that's just an absolute steaming pile of dog shit, and go, "Well, we could revise this and make it better," but it's already done. So fuck it, just send it. Either that Pretty or much. well, I think that more or, often or than just, not, it's budget. As a perfectionist, that way of thinking fucking kills me. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's not what game developers uh, or these big guys are. These big producers. It's you have seven months to make a game, but it, make the game. All of that is so short sighted because you you end up making more usually usually off of things that catch on better, things that you can build merchandising around things that you could build shows around like 
if if they had made the Halo TV show and it was phenomenal and people were like, yeah, eight more seasons of this, they would have made more money off that than just oh, making yeah. one bomb dog shit fucking production. Yeah. Mm. I don't get it. It's it, it's it like was, they don't want it to succeed. It was probably let's make the TV show. We are contractually obligated. Uh, we'll use the show as a jumping off for the new game that's coming out. We don't need a second season because we need it for this game and this year, and it'll be Halo everything, and then we'll figure out next year when we release the new Halo or whatever yeah. the fuck thing they're going to do. I think that's how they think. Everything now is like controlled in such a way that's like, oh, well, we have March to January or, or March to July or whatever is like your month to release the, the most profitable games and we need to hype it up before and then whatever after. And I think that's where we're at now. Everything is like analytics. It's not just like when the game is done, we'll release it. They don't do it like that. I think everything is like, it has to be ready for September because it's this kind of game and our demographic buys games like this on this month. So if you fucking miss your, your chance, we're either going to cancel the game or... But not if it's dog shit. It won't sell well, period. Yeah, but they've already sunk the money in, so they're just going to fucking send it. One thing I'm very proud of is, shockingly, of EA and Respawn, they just announced yesterday that they pushed back um, Jedi Fallen Order, not mm. Fallen Order, Survivor, mm. to uh, the end of April. Mm. So they pushed it back like six weeks. When's the next Star Wars movie coming out? Nothing yet. Mando comes out in the beginning of March. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like it's it's Mando. People are going to watch Mando well, because it's Mando. Respawn, no, that's, that's why they want the game. Yeah, Respawn true. notoriously is But also Breath crunch. of the Wild 2 is coming out soon, too. <laughs> are they? So they don't want to... Yeah. They don't want to have those two games. So we have uh, some compete. chat from Nikon. Uh... When they make Sword Art Online type of VR, then they can call me. Until then, it's overpriced for the little bit of difference. Um, Unless you do eye racing, There is some <laughs> really fun stuff in VR. Um, and then uh, they do not know how to give the fans what they want for any franchise. Uh, they are more worried about writer uh, or director's artistic vision. Yeah, and then a lot of the time, those guys don't really know the source material. and. Mm -hmm. That's why I was like going back to Sonic. That's why I was so excited watching the movies because I was like, okay, yeah, they're breaking, like they're in Earth and then they're in the original and they're in Earth and then, but at least they are following the lore. Yeah, they're following the lore. They're going through how everything happens. Like I know that the next one is going to have Metal Sonic in it because that's how the fucking game's played and that's how the lore goes and that's how they've been doing every movie and mm. that's great it's i like that yeah and that's why the last of us has been phenomenal so far i haven't seen any of the shows but i've watched all like the oh things you might have missed kind of things mm -hmm. the people who are doing the show made the game ah oh so and the things that they changed were more so to translate onto tv so like in the game it's the spores in the air so everyone has to wear gas masks mm -hmm. It doesn't really make for good TV if everyone's walking around talking like this for the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> so they changed it to more of a like a like a zombie infection with biting, scratching, like that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, 
but it's all visions that they're like, oh, I wish we could have done this in the game. Fuck it. Let's do this in the show. Mm-hmm. Like the, the most recent episode um, kind of shows the history of two side characters that you meet in the game. And in the game, there's only one of the two characters. Mm. But in the show, they show the entire relationship from start to finish of these two characters. And it's really, really good. That's good. I mean, I've never played the game. Oh, it's so good. I am, I am one of those can't play single player games because I get bored. It's honestly playing that game is one of the few games where I'm like, you know what? This is basically like playing through a movie. Mm. It's, oh man, if, if you ever get the opportunity or the time to do it, I highly suggest playing The Last of Us. Mm. Haven't played The Last of Us 2, um, but, oh my God, it's such a good game. It's it's up there in my, like, top games. <laughs> nice. Nikon says, uh, I miss the old school Blizzard where they would, uh, where the games would be delayed like four times, but when it did release, it would be complete game and not a half complete buggy mess. Yes. A, a lot of companies used to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean... There's been such a paradigm shift in gaming just because people will throw pre-release money at things. Like, it's just guaranteed income and nothing of substance needs to come out. It could just be the same regurgitated bullshit, buggy garbage that's been seen across the board for the longest time. And people just keep throwing money at it so we never see a true quality increase. Looking at you, Steam Alpha. I don't even know what that is. Those are all the games that are like, ah, we're released, but like, kinda, we'll be making the rest of the game as we go. Oh, oh. so BMNG? Yeah. <laughs> but like, they actually did the thing. Yeah. But like, that's one out of like, 53,000. Star Citizen's most recent update's been pushed back and back and back and back. Yeah, but that's like par for the course for them. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> At least they did uh, release a big long email of all the things that they are releasing with that, and it is a big update. Yeah. Uh, I I go back and forth and getting frustrated with the time frame in which they suggest that they're releasing things. Like, they're saying the Banu Merchantman, one of the ships that they've already sold, <clears throat> is going to come out till Q4 2023. Oh. I bought the Banu Merchantman like five years ago Mm. as a concept. And you know what? I knew what I was getting into. I knew it wasn't coming soon, Mm -hmm. but it's just, but how not soon? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I knew it'd be a while, but like it's more than a while. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I I go back and forth, ebb and flow on, is this thing ever actually going to come out? Is there ever going to be like an official, release for squadron 42 i would just love to see beta yeah (laughs) i i guess the important thing is i'm enjoying it as it exists now so it's not a waste yeah but Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's it's little like seeing even small updates get pushed back is like all right (laughs) it's like oh all right here we go again like we've been in we've been in ptu uh, wave one for 3.18 
for so long that 3.17.5 also went into PTU simultaneously because they needed to do another event while 3.18 was in PTU public test universe instead of live universe or persistent universe. Um, and it's just funny that like, Oh yeah, there's, there's a patch in the test universe while another shorter patch is in the test universe to have people be held over while the big patch is still testing in the test universe. Like, yeah, come on. <laughs> Let's pick one. <laughs> yeah. Come on already. Let's go. <clears throat> so, I guess shooting back to the VR stuff for Nikon, um, I feel like there are a handful of games that make VR that show like the glimmer of hope of what VR could be. Half-Life Alex. That's one of them. Uh, games like iRacing, uh, really like the simulator type games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your Beat Sabers, your, your motion games, stuff like that. Those are really cool. And then there is a football game that came out that was so fucking fun. Yeah. You you are a quarterback. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, so you have to pick the play. You have the little fucking wrist strap thingy. Then you have to pick a play, and then you got to hike the ball, and you got to fucking pick your receivers and look around and try not to get fucking sacked. And then uh, you could run. You could, like, shake your hands to, like, <laughs> you know, like QB sneak. <laughs> and uh, it's, like... It's fun. It's just that's it's really cool. just fun. Like I saw one game that came out that was like Earthbending from the Avatar universe that was all VR, mm. and that got phenomenal reviews. But it everybody says it is hard as fuck to get used to. But um, yeah, there was like a wizard one I got years ago, and you're a wizard, and you got the wand, and you got to do the spells and stuff. But you have to like figure out the spells. So I'm like sitting like in my room with my fucking VR on, and I'm just like. Uh, nah. No, that didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> then, like, the room blows up, and I was like, oh, I guess I fucking found Fireball. Uh, <laughs> oh, I didn't write it down. I guess I don't remember it now. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Yeah, I, I just... Has anybody played anything recently that's been quality? Because I feel like I've just been playing old stuff. Um... Have I played anything newer? I mean, I haven't had a lot of time to play games in general. Um, what have I been playing? Apex, that's old. Stardew, yeah. that's real old. Um, I really enjoy the new Pokemon games. I know all the crap that everyone's been getting, like giving them. I don't really know anything about the crap, but I do know that I think I've officially outgrown Pokemon. I don't find it engaging at all anymore. I think... What did it for me, because I was enjoying the games, but the bugs and the glitches and the crashes and the fact that it looks like a fucking N64 game. The frame rate is garbage. Is, it was too much. And I was like, you know what? They're, they have to patch it. They have to. There is a new patch coming I know there's a new patch. End my, of the month? My wife sent it. Patch notes? Patch. Yeah. They're not releasing any of what the patch is. Oh, boy. And I'm like, that's never a good sign. Yeah, they, they <laughs> basically said it's, like, general life improvements. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? You could change, like, where a tree is in the game and be like, that's a general life improvement. <laughs> yeah. Like, wh- 
I do think it's too far out. And honestly, what I'm thinking is they're going to be announcing DLC. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And a patch that like fixes fucking grass or something. Like that's <laughs> it's going to be like, I, I just don't want the game to lag when I'm swimming. Or running or jumping or anything else that I might be near a cliff for. And then all of a sudden your FPS drops to eight. And then all of a sudden you are not on the cliff anymore. You are falling. Um, I I do. I do. I will say I love the N64 NPCs in the background that just go like, God, I don't know if you've watched any of the gameplay. No, literally none. So you get 60, you get 60 FPS. Well, quote 60 FPS. Within like ten feet, at fifteen feet, it drops to thirty. <laughs> at twenty, I think twenty to twenty-five feet, it drops to fifteen. At thirty to forty, it drops to seven and a half. I bet that looks fucking great. And then things just like off in the distance, two. So like, there's a big windmill that you can see <laughs> in the map. So. As you are close to it, nice and smooth. Walk away a little bit, starts to get choppy. Walk away a little bit more, a little bit more choppy. Further away, it's like tick, tick, (laughs) tick. And I'm like, why? The ground also (sighs) morphs as you get closer to it on some rocks. The ground morphs, yep. The the rocks morph. They're not just there. The water looks like the shittiest water. There are N64 games with better water. It's like Donkey Kong Country. Is gaming... Dying. Is that why this is all happening? No, this has been... This has been... Uh, fucking Pokemon for a while now. That's just... That's their thing. And then they, they give you all the excuses. Oh, I well, you know, music, this is our though. first time doing 3D. That This is no, our first not. whatever. And and this is that. And it, it's like, you know what? How many fucking times? You make like $57 trillion a year. Yeah. Shut up. Put some money in the game and you'll be fine. I will say, though, I like the changes that they have made in the game for like gameplay stuff. Like it's unique that you're going to school. You can take classes like that kind of shit. Yeah. I really enjoy that. But then there's I the like other the part. three different main plot points. The food feels like an absolute afterthought. And I think that's because the show ha- introduced food or something. So they were like, got to well, tie that into the, the game. They started the food back in the last game with sword and shield mm-hmm. where you could make curry. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now you're in Paldea, which is based off of Spain. So when you think Spanish food, you think hoagies. Yeah, they had hoagies, <laughs> pizza. Uh, what else yeah, did it, they have that was silly? Like a, a big, yeah. like a big mechanic of the game is sandwiches. Yes, yeah, or you can make certain it's, types of sandwiches, and that'll make certain types of Pokemon show up. Mm-hmm. Are sandwiches a Spanish thing traditionally? No, it says hoagie. No, it, you're you're oh. straight up making hoagies. Like Isn't that, like a New Jersey, thing? like you're like you're going to fucking Wawa. Like, there's literally a sandwich shop in every town that mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is a Wawa. Oh it's, boy, it's a straight up Wawa. <laughs> yeah, I, it's things like that where I was just like, why this is what they prioritize? Not like the fact that like the floor textures are eight different size See, textures. This is the kind of shit that makes me stay away from buying anything nowadays. Like. I don't buy any games. I don't watch any movies. I don't watch any shows until the reviews come out. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like why I stick to D&D because I can control the content. Yeah. Mm. Or like it's coming from people I trust to basically show me, like ensure that I have a good time. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Um, 
I think that's kind of why I've been so much more, I guess, enveloped in hobbies recently mm -hmm. because I feel like our traditional media sources are letting us down real bad. No, oh, yeah. I mean, the game is fun. Don't get me wrong. I did enjoy playing it. Uh, I actually ended up, because um, I own the game, I went and I got the ROM, and then I started playing it on my PC where I could run at a smooth 60 FPS all the time. And let me tell you, just that made the game way more playable. Mm -hmm. Like, just literally locking the frame rate to 60. And I was like, wow, already better. <laughs> I, I love uh, Nikon's comment is, is gaming dying? No, Bronson. It's nothing more than corporate greed. You got to push out those new games. Daddy needs a new yacht. <laughs> <sighs> it is a, that is a sad truth. Is yeah. uh, it's all money, all greed. We're not making enough. We're not pushing enough. No. Well, Bronson, you mentioned like getting into hobbies and all that kind of stuff. I know you had said you were like changing around your hobby space area kind of thing. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I got tired of having the office be so cluttered. So I was like, you know what? I should really make a workbench and get everything organized. So I didn't want just one of those rough butcher's block top pipe bottom workbenches. And I didn't want like a, like an industrial style, like a husky set of cabinets on wheels. I wanted like furniture, right? Mm -hmm. That looks like it should go in an office. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how much could cabinets cost? Just, you know, the whole, the wall I want to put them on, I have 80 inches of space. I, so I went and looked up cabinets and, um, there are a lot <laughs> like uh, I would have to put three or four sets of cabinets in that space with a and still have to buy the countertop. The cabinets themselves, the cheapest I could find were like 250 bucks a cabinet. Fuck. So and how many of those did you need? Four. Oh, four. Yeah. Um, there's a grand just out the window for just fucking cabinets. For cabinets. Mm -hmm. So I was like, there's got to be an easier way to do this. Like I could make my own frame out of two by fours and shit, but it would look like crap. Like. I want something finished. I want legit furniture. So I Googled cheap cabinets and found that Home Depot sells an unfinished bathroom vanity for 180 bucks. And I was like, well, I could paint. I've, I've painted my office, right? How hard yeah. could this be? So I bought it. <clears throat> I got like the express delivery at somebody bringing it in the garage for me. Um, and then, uh, there it currently sits. However, there is now several coats of paint on it. But I decided I didn't want to just do like, like a janky paint job, right? So I was trying to see how best to finish these. I didn't want to use a paintbrush because I didn't want to leave brush marks. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to look like factory painted cabinets. Oh, yeah. So I went out to Harbor Freight and I bought a spray gun. Ooh. So um, I have a little air compressor for when I do dice making that air compressor does not have the capacity for spraying. <laughs> so the gun is um, like 8 CFM at 45 PSI, which is the rate at which like the air escapes it. Which means my half horsepower, one gallon tank air compressor can go and then I have to wait for the tank to fill. <laughs> and I was like, this is... Very, very tedious because yeah. I'd sit there uh, and the way I'm doing the doors is because they have the dip in the lower part in the center. 
hit the bottom and then the opposing uh, accent piece on the other side and then rotate it and then keep doing the same and then swipe down the middle. Mm-hmm. So each door was taking like half an hour. <laughs> so I'd have to be like, and then wait 60 seconds for the tank to fill <laughs> back like, up. All right, what's going on TikTok here? Okay, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then oh, the next we're ready. <laughs> yep. Oh, cool. Facebook, what's going on here? <laughs> so I, I reached out to my stepfather because he's got an enormous uh, air compressor in the garage. I was like, hey, you know where I can get a cheap air compressor? And he's like, oh, I actually have another spare one. It's a seven-gallon, three-horsepower. But the on switch is broken. It still runs. It's just permanently on. So I brought it home, immediately fixed the on switch, and then have been using that. And now I can get probably like three or four doors. Plus, if I if I take my time and like don't rush to turn and spray and turn and spray, I never actually have to stop spraying. That's awesome. Because it's just it'll rebuild its uh yeah. its its pressure fast enough. Right. So I've got all the coats of paint on the doors. And the next step is to run uh, poly through the gun. Mm. So I got, um, like, I took all the doors off, took the drawers out, taped off all the interior and the top where it's open and have been spray painting it coat by coat. I got, like, an off-white color called Blank Canvas. It's been looking pretty cool. Um, nice. I'll throw some pictures up on the Instagram of it. Yeah, definitely. I'm, uh, I'm pretty proud of the way that the paint job has turned out because I thought, you know, it's, I'm using uh, semi-gloss, not like flat or, or mm. the hyper-gloss. But I'm like, yeah, how good could it possibly look? The Har- the Harbor Freight gun's like $25 yeah. with a pressure regulator. Make sure you clean that out real good because otherwise it will get junked up and glunked and oh, yeah. all that other crap. And I, I have had some problems with it. Um, you know how they tell you not to over-tighten things? Mm-hmm. That's not the case for a spray gun. <laughs> <laughs> over-tighten everything. Yes. Shoot the nozzle out? No, well... <laughs> It was not with that. Attitude. It was tight enough to keep all the parts together, mm-hmm. but not tight enough to not let air escape out of the front gasket. Ah. So the gun was sputtering, and mm. I opened up the instruction manual. It was like, if gun is sputtering, tighten nozzle. So I put the wrench back on it, and I like, I was like, yeah, it's it's tight. Like I don't want to break it. Yeah, it wasn't tight. <laughs> so I I was like, you know what? This is a twenty dollar gun. If I break it because I over tighten it, it's going right back to Harbor Freight and I'm buying another one anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't paint with it sputtering paint out. It was literally like spray stop, spray stop, spray stop, spray stop, like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> terrible. And then when it would shoot again, it would be a big glob of paint. And I was like, it's like I, <laughs> I actually hit a layer that happened, and I had to wipe the new layer of paint off. Mm. Yeah, so. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I slapped the wrench on that, and I, I really like, uh, I held the the gun with the trigger to press, put the wrench on, and went like, like that, and really tightened it. Flawless spray thereafter. However, <laughs> you do have to disassemble that when you clean it. Oh, yeah. so the gun has to go to pieces when you clean it. Mm-hmm. So I, I disassembled everything. And if anybody's listened to our stream before and me talking about why I had to have my master dice made. It's because my knuckles are in shambles. Like my fingers always hurt from typing at work and doing hobby shit with my hands and whatever. So I'm sitting there with the wrench on and I feel my knuckles like on fire as I'm trying to open this thing up (laughs) and it does come loose. But in doing so, I smash my knuckles Uh, against each other. There it is. And I'm just like, <laughs> you just like fist bumped yourself, but oh yeah, not, not even way. like like knuckle knocked myself. See, I'm like the laziest person. I'd be like, and I have a tea kettle going, and then when we're done, I'm spraying hot water through it. Nice and simple. Not good enough. 
Not really? good enough to just because I tried. I ran lacquer thinner through it mm-hmm. to try to spray it out. I probably ran like eight ounces of lacquer thinner through it for. It took about two minutes of spray, and I pulled everything apart, and the whole fucking thing was still loaded with paint. Mm. And if it dries in there, toast. Oh yeah, if, mm. if it dries in there, you're buying a new paint gun. So like yeah. they they suggest that you disassemble and let it soak in lacquer thinner, and then they give you a brush kit with it, mm. and I, you have to like brush everything out and clean it out each time. Um, you don't have to do it in between coats because like it takes two hours for the paint to dry. Um, but when you're done for the day, you got to do mm. yeah. it. Um, that's why just give me a paint roller. When I'm done, I'll throw it out. <laughs> See, that's the I've thing. gone through so many the, trays because uh, I'm too lazy to clean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just like, this was $8. Nah. Yeah. No, I get that. But <laughs> I didn't want to use the roller. I, I know like a paintbrush looks like crap. The rollers look yeah. better. But you would not believe how phenomenal the paint job is with the spray gun. I'm excited to my, see it when you put it up green on the, arcade was sprayed. Yeah, it, it's, it's different. It looks like it was done in a professional yeah. like factory, mm-hmm. which is they use the spray guns in the factory. And I'm thinking like, well, it's a Harbor Freight paint gun. It was yeah, the $25 one. It's not like the $300 gun yeah, they have. Made How the good, finest Chineseum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How good could it be? It's gr- it's amazing. Yeah. It's so good. Um, And obviously, much like painting anything else, the secret's to go slow. You yeah. go like one... And then you move on to another area. And like, you don't sit there dousing it. But even yeah, I now, have no patience for that. <laughs> just with the semi-gloss paint dried, I run my hand over it and it feels like a finished cabinet. Oh, that's so cool. And mm-hmm. it's it's going to feel so much better when I have the the semi-gloss or the actual like, um, yeah, the semi-gloss poly over it. Uh, on top of all this, I finish this. I'll, I'll put it all together when it's done. I bought from Home Depot a... $250, six foot long, two foot wide beach butcher's block top for this, which I'll be just be finishing in teak oil. Because the whole point of buying a butcher's block is if it gets all fucked up, you just scratch all the marks off of it, like all the globs of epoxy resin or UV resin or whatever, and then refinish it. And it's so thick, you could just do that for years and years and years before you need another one. So the, yeah. that's why... Workbenches are made out of butcher's block tops, but uh, it's a foot too long. So when I get it, which by the way, probably tomorrow, mm. um, I got to run the circular saw uh, across the top, cut off a foot, uh, and then I'll have a foot of other butcher's block shit just to mess with for my other woodworking projects. Finish it up, screw it down to the top, and I'll be good to go. And then the last piece I need is just a matching white cabinet, which I still have half a uh, can of spray paint left or mm-hmm. well not spray paint but paint to spray left so if it doesn't exactly match i can make it exactly match and i intend to just put that next to it and then i'll have a full like uh hobby setup like shelves on the left basically a bathroom vanity with no sinks mm. next to it and that'll be where i put my cnc router both of my 3d printers when i actually set up the fdm 3d printer Probably my regular printer. <laughs> and then on the other side of the room will be a laser cutter. It'll, it'll just be a lot more neat and condensed than just having everything everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to convince my girlfriend, because um, her and I were talking about 3D printers. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, how, like, like I think they're awesome, but I have no space for them. Do and it. she's Do like, <laughs> she's like, I also think they're awesome. Do it. 
And I'm like, so we're getting it. She's like, they're so expensive. I'm like, no, they're not. Well, you have no, me and I can put money towards it. They're like, really, really not. <laughs> Bob, I, I could just fix my old photon and give it to you. Well, my old one is fully functional and it's just well, sitting down. There. I, I was telling there her, I'm, I'm like, the guys on the podcast, they'll be able to tell you what, like the price range and all that kind of stuff. And she's like, eh, we'll see. <laughs> I, you I literally one for like 250 bucks. That's not bad at all. It depends on which ones. FDMs are regularly on sale at Micro Center for like $99. Cause like yeah. part, like the reason I want it is just so I can like fuck around with it. Mm -hmm. But because like, she teaches she could use that in class yeah. and like make things for her is, classroom and all oh yeah. that kind is of stuff. Is she looking for, or are you guys looking for the, the FDM ones, the, the plastic printy ones or the resin printy the ones? The real or the resin? Probably the plastic printy ones. Because they're, they're going to be cheaper, you know. Surprisingly? It's cheaper up front, but the reels are more expensive than the bottles of UV resin. Oh, yeah, no. true. God, no. Really? Nah, a kilogram of uh, PLA or PLA plus is like $23 a roll. That's it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why did I think it was so much more expensive than that? Because you could buy really expensive ones. You'll oh. need to buy expensive ones. Mm. My, quote, fancy ones were like $35. How much can you print with that? Um, I've never successfully burned through an entire roll before I got lazy and printed another color. It's <laughs> huh. so like those dragon scale thingies. I did three full scales and then like the hinges. And then I, I think that's the only one I ran out of. You, so that one, you going to finish that thing. Yes. <laughs> I have to reset up the printer. <laughs> I actually just installed while we're here. Uh, so the program I use to print uh 3d stuff is simplify. It's uh it costs money, but it's literally like dummy proof. You just, when you install the program, it goes, what printer do you have? And you type it. And it goes, this one? And it shows you a picture. And you go, yeah. And it goes, okay. All ready to print. And you go, what? That's it. Just drag your file on there and go hit the button. And then go put that in your printer and then walk away. We love pre-supported files. So it's not pre-supported files. It's the, the whole program. It kind of puts all the settings in for FDM for your printer. Like... It's uh, your printer's specified configuration uh, is like their optimized version. So if you have like my version, my printer might be different than your printer, might be different than his printer. So everything needs its own tweak or it's the way it runs or like some run with this setup and some run with that setup. And a lot of it is like you have to set it up, you have to find it, you have to put in the program, you have to print like seven times and see if it works and blah, blah, blah. So I use this program because it does all that. They Someone tested all that already, and they're like, this is the configuration that works for that printer. And I go, yeah, done. And then I just leave. <laughs> so yeah. they just yeah. released a new version that added like 300 new printers. Damn. Shit. And I was like, yay, do they finally have mine? And I searched through, and I was like, they do. <laughs> finally. Upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> So part of me is like, I hope she's not watching right now because she'd be like, Bob, we're not getting a 3D printer. I have one. The joke's on you. You'll get one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have one sitting downstairs because I upgraded it. 
You're getting one. <laughs> oh, no. I'm in danger. <laughs> it's a resin one, though, so you can print your own minis. Oh, no, I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck learning supports. It's oh, not, God. It's not that bad. I'm terrified. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like that's a, a pretty good jumping off point for us here. Yeah. Tonight. Um, this has been a fun one. Mm-hmm. Definitely been a fun one. Uh, as always, don't forget you can check us out uh, live here on Twitch Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock at Tabletop Trio. Um, good news. Well, maybe. Hopefully. It's acceptable news. Yeah, well, decent news. <laughs> it is certainly news. It there is, news. is a chance we'll be on Apple uh, Podcasts very soon. We just need to upload apparently better art. Because yeah, iTunes is higher. just like, hey, you need a 3,000 by 3,000 logo. Don't you know that everyone who listens to podcasts need resolution that of the size of a truck? If I can't zoom in 800 times on your fucking logo... And not see a pixel, you're fired. <laughs> uh, but that's basically what the Apple wants from us. But once we're able to do that, you'll be able to listen to us on Apple Podcasts as well as everywhere else you find podcasts. It'll be after this episode. So yes. literally as we go off the air, we're going to fix that. So by so tomorrow. Literally, by the time you're listening, you're on Apple Podcasts, hopefully. Woo! As long as <laughs> Apple doesn't screw us over. I have a whole story about that. We'll get into that next time. <laughs> Because that was a fun hour and a half while working and pausing my chat with the tech to like work yeah, and to be like, hi, you're listening to the radio station. Okay. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> oh, what shit, do I have to you. do here? <laughs> the tech's like, wow, you sound like you should be on the radio. I'm like, <laughs> I am on the radio. motherfucker. I, 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 didn't you just hear me? Um, but yeah, so make sure you check us out all the uh, podcasting platforms. We're also on social media as well. We'll post a bunch of like behind the scenes stuff on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of deal. Uh, you can join us next Tuesday as we uh, uh, go farming some more. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Eight o'clock Eastern as well. So for one final time, I'm Bob. I'm Joe. I'm Bronson. This has been Tabletop Trio. Thank you so much for hanging out. We'll be with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Joe from the Tabletop Trio Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Tune in live Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on twitch.tv slash tabletoptrio. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to tell a friend.